Hi, everybody, and welcome to Avari Presents On The Go, a podcast covering topics to help you successfully run your life insurance business. I'm Deanne Brinton, AVP of Advisor Experience and Sales Innovations here at Avari. And being a lifetime student, I love learning something new every day. That's my hope for you today, to glean some insight, find a new idea, or just renewed focus on a part of your business. Hi, everybody. Here we are again doing our Avari Presents On The Go. It's my pleasure today. I want to introduce you to someone I've known for many years. His name is Greg Pollock, and he's the president and CEO of Advocus. And if you're not familiar with what Advocus is, it's the Financial Advisors Association of Canada. Greg is responsible for providing the effective strategic leadership and direction, and he oversees all of the aspects of the advocates' responsibilities on a day-to-day basis. I'm telling you a little bit about Greg first because he's going to take the opportunity to tell you a lot more about advocates in this podcast. He's also the um, Chief Operating Officer of the Institute, and many of you, if not all of you would know this, um, the leading designation body in Canada for financial services practitioners in the areas of wealth transfer, estate planning, and living benefits. Now, I'll tell you a little bit more about Greg before we get started. Prior to joining advocates in 2008, Greg was a general secretary of the 43,000 member Ontario English Catholic Teachers Association. Wow, what a transition. He was responsible for a lot of things in that organization. Moving forward, Greg is a certified financial planner. He is a professional, has a charter director designation from McMaster University, the DeGroote School of Business, and he both has a master in law and York University's Osgoode Hall Law School and a master of education administration from the University of Toronto. This is why I'm not sharing with you all of the letters that Greg has um, beside his name. He was awarded the Diamond Jubilee Medal in 2012 for his contribution to the teaching profession in Canada. And we are so lucky that he has been such a huge influence in all of the aspects of our business today. So welcome, Greg Pollack. Well, thanks, Deanne. Just happy to happy to be here. Fantastic. Well, we're going to get started. Everybody, just so you know, if you're walking your dog, if you're out in your car listening to this podcast, we're going to do 10 questions with Greg today. I'm going to kick it off with one that we all want to know. What is Avocus and why was it formed? So Avocus is an association of financial advisors and today financial planners. I mean, it really started off with insurance advisors in 1906. It's been around for a long time. And, you know, when I think about Avocus today versus, you know, what I've read about in terms of Avocus yesterday, it, it actually had a different name at that time. It was called the Life Underwriters Association of Canada. It, it's really uh, very, very similar. Uh, it, it's all about professionalizing financial advice for Canadians and, and being a, a strong collective voice for the profession in, in front of regulators and, and assisting the public in understanding what it is that we do. We, we believe the interests of financial advisors and, and the public are really one and the same. And, and that is to provide a, a stronger and more secure financial future for all. So uh, we're, we're delighted to uh, be continuing on in our, I think it's our 117th year. 
Fantastic, Greg. You know, for those that are on the podcast today, if you're not familiar with Advocates, just go on their website. I clicked on there. I've known about Advocates, been a member for a number of years off and on, but just, you know, go on advocates.ca, go in the About Us section. You're going to learn more about Greg, his executive team, and most importantly, learning really what Advocates represents in our community. Okay, here's our next question. How does Advocates help financial advisors succeed and build their businesses, Greg? Well, thanks, Deanne. You know, the foundation of the organization are the members themselves. And so what we have done is we have divided our membership up into uh, local organizations, which we call chapters. And those are entities where people come together and they learn from one another. Uh, the, the younger advisors learn from the older advisors. Today, I would say the older advisors are learning from the younger advisors. You know, when I think of technology and digitization and so forth, um, you know, there's 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 mentorship, and and individuals create these lifelong relationships at the at the local chapter level, and often, you know, the, these these individuals are from, in a sense, competing organizations, uh, but but that doesn't stop them from helping one another and learning from one another. Uh, it, it truly is a professional association or an association of, of professionals. Education programs, continuing education programs, licensing programs, online services. Uh, there's, there's a lot that we have to offer every day that's going to assist advisors in being better at their craft. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, Greg, I'm thinking back to the years that I've spoken at you know, uh, various advocacy events and that connection, like you said, it is really a, a neutral ground for people in our profession to get together and, and connect with each other. You know, we often say in our Avari Present sessions, it's an opportunity for an advisor community to work on their business instead of in it. And I would say that this, you know, also represents that great opportunity for advisors when they're thinking about their business, learning from each other, um, mentoring, you know, up and down and over the years of experience. And I agree with you 100%. What a lot of what we call younger or newer advisors can bring to the table is what it's really like to market and deal with growing a business today versus way as it may have been, you know, a number of years ago for some folks. So certainly that reciprocal opportunity. Okay, everyone, we're going to move on to the next question. And this is a natural fit. Tell us a little bit about what it's like to be an active member of an advocacy chapter. And tell us a little bit more again, if you don't mind, about those opportunities that it offers. So let me uh, just pick up on something you've, you've said, Deanne, about working on the business rather than, you know, just in the business, if you want. I mean, one of the things that's become obvious to me, I'm in my 14th year here as CEO of the organization. And the um, you know, it's it's important that individuals have expertise in terms of the products that they sell, the products that they, you know, discuss with clients, that they have the, the appropriate skills to, you know, explain all of these uh, intricacies to, to their clients. But the primary thing that individuals need, in my view, is the, the ability to connect with others, whether those others be their clients, whether they be other advisors, whether they be uh, other industry professionals, sometimes accountants, sometimes lawyers and so forth, that relationship is critical to the success of advisors 
uh, out there in the community. So again, through the local chapters, uh, individuals can help grow that and, and, and create that. And I want to say that every chapter is, is in some ways, it's unique and it reflects the, the culture of the community within which uh, it's found. And so the, the chapter in, uh, let's say, Vancouver versus the chapter in St. John's versus the chapter in Halifax, you know, they, they are uh, entities unto themselves and they really do reflect the fabric of the community. And maybe just picking up on that point for a second, uh, just to say that, you know, we really have been doing a, a lot in terms of promoting the whole area of inclusion and diversity and, and equity with, within our chapters and within the organization. I mean, traditionally, quite frankly, it's been a very male dominant uh, business. Uh, it's been very white dominated uh, as well. And that isn't the fabric of Canada. And so we need to more appropriately uh, ref reflect that. And we will do that. We do have uh, things in common throughout our chapters. We have study groups. We have phenomenal face-to-face uh, -face meetings. Of course, during COVID, you know, a lot of this was done virtually. And now a lot of it's being done on a hybrid basis. That, that adds costs and so forth. So that's, that's a challenge. Uh, so live events are definitely coming back. But again, expanding one's network, working with other professionals, all part of being part of a chapter. And we, we would welcome everyone. We, we want all advisors to be part of our community. I love your view on the folks that, you know, are joining the community, you know, for the years that I've been in this business, I've seen a lot of evolution as well. And uh, I love to hear the voice of, you know, people that have different experiences, you know, there wasn't really a place for, um, I call a, a mother that works versus a working mom in years gone by. And so, you know, it really does make a difference that we're seeing such a great representation within these chapters. Well, let's move on to a little bit more about what advocates can do. Can you tell us a little bit more um, and just referring to some of the online resources that advocates offers to their members? Well, one of the outcomes, uh, Deanne, of uh, COVID uh, was, you know, we quickly had to digitize. We had to move online. Uh, most of us didn't have a lot of experience with respect to this. Uh, I, I'm happy to say, though, that we had been delivering, advocates had been delivering online courses, uh, CE and designations and uh, licensing programs online for, for quite some time prior to COVID. So uh, it just, uh, we, we naturally were able to, you know, pick up on that very, very quickly. But we also created new programs. And, and one of them uh, is Coffee Talks. And Coffee Talks is just a sort of a bite-sized program, 30-minute program on some specific topic of interest to advisors. Uh, it, it might be about, you know, how to, you uh, build relationship with clients, you know, how to, uh, you know, understand the, the, the complexities of, of a particular investment product, if you want. I mean, there, there, there's about 50 or 60 coffee talks out there today that people can access uh, in our library. We have a find an advisor uh, program online where, where the Canadian public can go and uh, put in some information uh, that results in uh, your name popping up if you want. And, and therefore you get potential uh, leads, you know, from our, from our find an advisor uh, catalog. So lots, lots there to um, uh, access online uh, discounts on educational programs. If, if you're a member, uh, you know, if you add up those kinds of discounts over time, 
you know, CE discounts and designation discounts and licensing discounts, you know, a lot of this will help pay for membership itself for uh, a number of years. So again, an added benefit of belonging to the association. That's fantastic. You know, Greg, I was just thinking about that, uh, in, you know, in particular, there's there are so many benefits to that membership, both from an educational perspective, the community. Um, one of the things I think for a lot of the folks listening to this too, is when you align yourself to these kinds of professional associations, it really says a lot. You know, people are researching each other in a different way now than they ever were. And I think, you know, it really does represent that opportunity to say, you know, you are committed to the business. You are out there, you know, wanting to represent uh, the industry in that way. Um, I'd like to focus a little bit on some of the newer advisors in our industry. And the reason why, Greg, is that our industry, as you know, has evolved so much. We went from opportunities to work with an insurance company as a, what we called a career agent, and you get a lot of your um, education, a lot of your training, a lot of your management throughout that experience. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, it's a very independent operation. We just talked about community, right? Advocates provides within their chapters that opportunity for community. For newer advisors, when we're thinking about their education, what can you tell us about how, how advocates can help support them as they grow their business and their learnings and skill sets? Well, you know, it starts probably with licensing. And, and so if we think of the, uh, the Life License Qualifications Program, this is a program we have, you know, developed and delivered for decades, I guess now. And, and certainly we do have a lot of advisors who participate in our LLQP program. Once that's completed and they're licensed, uh, they can begin to hold out as uh, licensed insurance advisors uh, in this case. And then they can uh, continue to expand their their education. Uh, They can focus on continuing education. They can focus on uh, designations, things like the professional financial advisor designation, which will give them the the right in Ontario to hold out as a as a financial advisor. There's some new regulations that are that are developing, and uh, Ontario and Saskatchewan have moved forward already. Others are following suit very quickly. Uh, so so these will be opportunities to really more properly professionalize or or be seen as a professional uh, within within one's uh, community. And maybe just on a a related note, Deanne, we do have a new program called Credly, C-R-E-D-L-Y, Credly. This is a a third party uh, organization that actually authorizes, determines, verifies, whatever word one wants to use, that you are who you say you are, that you hold the credentials and licenses that you say you hold, and for individuals who are part of our organization and can sign up, therefore, with Credly, uh, there's a, a phenomenal kind of you know, marketing opportunity uh, for one's own business. Because as, as a member of the public goes onto your profile and links on your Credly badge, uh, all of the detail about your designations and background and you know, specializations and so forth pop up. And, and this creates, a, I think, a tremendous uh, digital advantage for, for advisors and newer advisors today. So, again, uh, it's a program I would encourage people to, uh, to look at. 
That's fantastic. You know, and I agree with you uh, in today's day and age, people want instant information. They want to know exactly what's going on. I wonder if that would help out if you had a TikTok account, Greg, you could have the real Greg Pollock as confirmed <laughs> by Credly. <laughs> there, 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 there we go. Absolutely. There we go. Yeah, it's so fun. Well, we've heard that Ethicus calls itself the voice of the profession. What does that mean? Well, you know what, for a long time, uh, many uh, in the uh, in the public have been holding out as as financial advisors, and yet they really didn't have necessarily the the appropriate credentials. And so, you know, we've been meeting with regulators, so with insurance regulators, with securities regulators, with governments, so with ministers of finance, with uh, opposition parties uh, within governments who have a focus on finance, to talk about really what we do and how we help uh, the Canadian public in achieving their their financial needs and their financial dreams. And a, a lot of this is not well understood by legislators and even by regulators who regulate our business. And so you know we bring that story uh, to to those to those individuals. At, at the end of the day, what we want is the best possible outcome for the public by seeking advice through members, of, of Avicus. And earlier on, I mentioned title. I don't know that I actually use the term title protection, but this, this legislation that's going to restrict really who can hold out as a financial advisor or a financial planner, it's a classic example of voice of the profession. We've said to government, we've said to regulators, we need to be clear about who we are, what we do, how we can help people become more uh, able in terms of their own finances, in terms of planning for the future. And, and uh, so that's, that story will stick more and more as more and more provinces adopt this title protection regime. It's, it's about ongoing dialogue. Fantastic. And you know what, what work that Avocus is doing, as you mentioned, to you know, represent our, our advisors and their voice, right, uh, when it comes to regulatory bodies and our government. Um, I just want to change gears for a moment. And uh, just on the theme of uh, philanthropy, um, I want to talk a little bit about what advocates chapters get involved in. But just to preface that, part of the feedback we've been hearing more and more when we're working with advisors is that it is about a work-life balance. It's about going through the transitions and all the changes that COVID um, represented over the last few years. It's also about thinking to who are you in your community? It's not just about building your business and selling insurance, as an example. Um, could you tell us a little bit about Advocacy's view when it comes to the philanthropic opportunities that you have and what you participate in, and really from the scope of how advisors could understand how that would affect them and their community and, and for their business? Sure, I'll, I'll give that a shot, Deanne. I mean, many of our members have been involved in philanthropic activities for a long, long time. And, and the organization as a whole has, has been involved in that. When I think of cystic fibrosis as an example, you know, we have raised collectively millions of dollars towards uh, research when it comes to cystic fibrosis. And, and for anyone who knows about that, about CF, uh, there have been major, major, you know, medical breakthroughs and, and strides in, in terms of CF. So, you know, certainly that, that, that those resources have been put to good use uh, in BC. 
they participate in the Tour de Cure, which is a cycling event for the BC Cancer Foundation. Just a very, very, you know, important and worthwhile activity. In Edmonton, our advocacy chapter there has in, been involved in a program called Adopt a Teen, a Teenager, a Teen, uh, for, for quite some time. Again, very, very important initiative. In, in Toronto, uh, recently, uh, they sponsored their first annual gala to support Food Banks Canada. All of this, it's, it's, it's not about, um, you know, how can I get, you know, involved so that I can then have more prospects and, and therefore grow my business and so forth. You know, I, I think some of that happens naturally. But, you know, we need to be people first. Financial advisors need to be people first. They need to be human. They need to connect. And when they connect, that business will naturally flow. So I strongly encourage people, uh, just, just for the benefit of all Canadians, to become involved in philanthropic activities. Most of us do very, very well in this industry, and we should be giving back. It's very, very important. And I love that message. You know, I love the transition from how much FYC did you sell versus how many families did you help? How many lives did you change? We've seen that. You know, some of us are have the good fortune to go to some industry conferences. And again, that transition, right, that focus on community. If you're thinking about where does philanthropy fit into your practice, it doesn't matter if you've been doing this for two years or 22 years. There is a, a place for you. And again, you know, to, to promote the opportunity, um, the community with advocates, they have this organized. You can join in and be a part of something rather than trying to figure out your own version of it. We're very fortunate at Avari that we have programs that we all can contribute and be involved with different philanthropic activities. So I really appreciate that part. Now, another couple of questions for you. Um, just want to think a little bit about what advocates looks like in the future. And again, I would preface that with, boy, we've had an interesting run over the last, I'll call several years now for many of us. Um, Greg, just from your view, you know, what does what does advocates look like for you in the in the coming years? Yeah, thanks, thanks, Deanne. Again, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm just thinking back to a few comments I made about uh, diversity, and and reflecting the Canadian fabric. The Canadian fabric is changing. And, and um, not only um, will we do th th that, will we change and become a better reflection of that fabric, but we, we just, it, it just needs to happen. And, and it, it, it's only um, uh, helpful to all of us collectively, whether, whether it's the clients we serve or, or the financial advisors themselves. So we, we, we definitely need to be more diverse. Uh, we need to be uh, more connected from a technological perspective. We, we need to understand technology. We need to understand digitization. We need to, we don't need to know all the detail. We have specialists for that, but we certainly do need to know how to use it, how to leverage it, how to become more efficient, more effective at what we do uh, each and uh, every day. Um, those are some thoughts off the top of off the top of my head. That's fantastic. And, you know, just to, to keep that theme going forward, you know, I, I do spend a lot of time thinking about the advisor experience. Um, that's my job, advisor experience and sales innovation. And, you know, it came to me um, in the last few years that the way that we consume things is so different, Greg. There was a time that I waited until 11 o'clock in the evening to watch Lisa Laflamme deliver mm -hmm. the news. 
Um, and I, I haven't watched a TV station in quite some time, mainly because we're using social networks. We're using uh, technology in a different way. Uh, and again, you know, even with our podcast today, um, you know, we have opportunities to to reach people um, in so many unique ways now at a level that we've never experienced. So I love that theme of going you know forward and really understanding who our consumers are and who who our advisors are um, that we want to support in our business. I'm going to ask you one last question, and then we'll have a chance to just chat a little bit more, but. Um, the question is, industry, uh, where are we headed? And, you know, when we think about our professional designations and associations um, such as advocates, you know, why do you feel that it's it's the most important or one of the most important things for people to think about in their practice? So so let me just talk a little bit about the future. Uh, I, I don't think it's ever been rosier. And I'm sure there's lots of people who've sat here in the past and said exactly the same thing. But we are on the cusp of the greatest intergenerational transfer of wealth ever. And, you know, what an opportunity to sit down with with Canadians who are going to have these massive, in some cases, massive inheritances relative to, you know, what monies existed before within that unit that let's call it family unit, if you want. And there's an opportunity for advisors to assist those individuals to uh, use those resources in an effective way and in a way that they value as as clients. So very, very, very important. And one of the best ways I think of providing that kind of advice is, is through individuals who are appropriately educated, who are current in, in their uh, understanding of the, the opportunities and the products and and uh, the other the other things that are critical for for their clients. Uh, by by remaining current by by being uh, educated, that that's only going to make you better as a uh, as a professional. So we will continue as an organization to promote these kinds of activities. You know, education, uh, the online uh, environment that we're participating in today. Uh, that that's going to become very much a part of who we are, and we want all advisors to be with us to to help us together, we don't have all the answers. Advisors are very much part of this. So they need to be there providing their input, their insight, their expertise, uh, outlining the challenges they're facing for us so that we, you know, we can take that into account as we develop programs for them. Fantastic, Greg. That's such good information. I, you know, I was listening to your comments just then. And I thought, boy, always be be curious, right? Asking Absolutely. the questions, whether it be in, you know, in our industry or with your clients and understanding that change. Well, with that, everyone, I want to thank uh, Greg for his time today. Um, listen to our podcast. Let us know how we're doing. We want to bring timely, relevant information to you. We'll have the opportunity to hear from Greg in the future. Um, but for now, I want to thank everybody uh, for joining in and enjoy the rest of what your day brings to you. Thank you for listening to Avari Presents On The Go. I hope you found this episode useful for your business. Stay tuned for our next episode dropping shortly. Until then, if you like what you've heard, tell your friends and colleagues. And don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast platform.